0: welcome to sci-fi i'm your host jesse mercury and i'm here with the lovely uh you might say lady mercury andy l hadith (laughs) welcome back to the podcast
1: whoa what an introduction i can see i can
0: see none of your face
1: i can see you through a haze of black uh mic filter
0: You've got the pop filter in front of your face, I and it's know. just like square in front of your face.
1: You look very mysterious. Well, if I move, <laughs>
0: oh, there we go. Now I can see your is eyeball. That,
1: can you hear my voice the same?
0: Exactly the same in my headphones.
1: <sighs> wow, we're really figuring it out here, folks.
0: So it's been a while since you've been on the podcast. Yeah, uh, it's been a while.
1: Since you've <laughs> been too bad on the break,
0: and you're you are now a podcaster yourself. You now have a podcast that you're on. Isn't that weird?
1: Oh yeah, that is weird.
0: Yeah, you're on a show. Well, that. tell us about the show that you're on.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, also recorded here in the fabulous Monolith Studios,
0: aka the place that we live, our basement, <laughs> our basement.
1: But hey, the sound in here is pretty spectacular. Yeah. Um. Yes, I uh, do a podcast with three of my amazing friends. Um. Naomi, Sarah, and Alexandria. We do a podcast called Seattle Diva. And um, yeah, so Naomi is this awesome... Entrepreneur, uh, she has her own business and um, she runs a bunch of different performance groups. One of which is called Diva Tech, uh, which includes me and Sarah and Alexandria and the three of us sing '90s R and B music, uh, it's which is super glamorous fun.
0: and glorious. Glamorous
1: and glorious. Oh, I like that. The double G. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so we we started by gigging and doing that, and um, our schedules have been really crazy, and we haven't had a chance to um gig as much um but we wanted to keep the group alive and um sort of also have a reason to get together and talk about things we want to talk about and and just spend time together as friends and and sisters and um yeah so yeah so we started this podcast called Seattle Diva and we talk about a lot of different things on the show Um, We have
0: like loaded questions yeah
1: so I'm in charge of the loaded questions I ask kind of Deep diving questions.
0: And you have what's popping?
1: What's popping? yep. We talk about pop culture and then we relate it to um, Seattle and also like what we might do in relationship to what was done on the larger scale.
0: You got 90s Flash.
1: Wow, Jesse is so good.
0: <laughs> well, I have... He
1: has, he's editor and yeah, um, yeah and also he's, he listened. He I, listened. So
0: it's funny because like, this is the only podcast I've ever worked on where I don't sit in the room during the recording yeah because you i mean you live here also right my gear is your gear right
2: yeah so i've like showed
0: you how to run it so you know during the podcast recording andy's down here push and start and stop and save and all that. And yeah. every time I am just sure I'm going to come downstairs and there will be no audio. Like every time. <laughs> but you've nailed it so far. Thank you. You're doing you. a yes. great well, job.
1: Well, you know, it takes, it takes magic fingers to push these buttons.
0: It sure does. <laughs> um, so I hear the beginning of all the segments when yeah. I stitch it back together, but I don't sit down and listen to the entire show because yeah. Naomi uh, does that. Right. So I actually just recently started listening to it <laughs> after her, we've put out what? Like 12 episodes or something, including the delights.
1: Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something Because there's like these that. little diva delights where they're just like a... 15 minute.
0: Yeah. So you're, you're getting up towards around 10 episodes yeah, out, I would I say. that's right. And yeah. I just finally started like sitting down and listening to it as oh, a podcast, it you know, was like so walking cute. my dog and stuff. Yeah, he literally. Like, this is good. Like, <laughs> I like this show. I'm oh. really enjoying listening to it and I'm going to keep listening. That's and it was so such sweet. a revelation because I've like, I mean, I knew it was good from what I heard. Yeah. But, but I hadn't like right. sat down and kind of disassociated from it and listened to it. Sure. Just like casually. And it's great. I really like it and I highly recommend it. Seattle Diva.
1: Seattle Diva. It was so cute. Jesse was walking around with his headphones on and he has no like sense of how loud he's being (laughs) when he's wearing his headphones. And he walked into the room and he goes, I'm learning about 90s eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) And it was so cute. Uh, Oh my gosh. Wait. Also, have we recorded a podcast since we've lived together?
0: No. I don't, don't think we have, think so. and we've lived together for almost a year. Yeah. Well, I didn't put out any shows for about six months, right? So that's not as bad as it sounds,
1: right? But still, I—I I mean, this is guys, we're I've roommates. Only, <laughs> I've
0: only—we've been roommates for like a year.
1: I know but it's pretty great. Yeah. I'm not. We're
0: more than roommates.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah that's true
0: but speaking of the 90s the reason that we are sitting down here in our basement oh yeah do today, we, I mean
1: do we even have a purpose here we
0: we went and saw Captain Marvel which takes place in the 90s hence speaking of the 90s I'm yeah. telegraphing my transition here And then good we went and saw Captain Marvel after Endgame had come out because yeah. we wanted to see Endgame and yeah. then we went and watched Endgame literally, so we're gonna talk about it today yeah. that's what this podcast is
1: literally at the end of the movie <laughs> in the theater <laughs> someone yelled at at the end at, of
0: Captain Marvel yeah someone yeah. yelled
1: out okay we can all go see endgame now (laughs) yeah
0: so we saw endgame like two weeks after it came out Mm. and we saw captain marvel a week or and change after endgame had come out and the captain marvel theater was packed
1: yeah which was so interesting yeah everyone was doing what we were doing
0: yeah and i i was actually worried i was like oh man i haven't seen captain marvel and endgame's out Mm. i need to see captain marvel first right and someone actually sent me a like pirated copy which was like a great backup right but then we looked out I'm um, like, well, let's see what's happening in Seattle. We looked around and actually found a theater close by that's still showing it.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, which was great. It was super cool. We got to go see it. It was fun. So let's talk about Captain Marvel first. Let's just do it in order. Okay. Uh, yeah. Captain Marvel, the first solo female superhero film from Marvel Studios, from the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What did you think of it? Did you enjoy it?
1: Yes, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Um Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> That's so convincing. Oh,
1: no, I did enjoy it. I think it was a little overwhelming for me. Like, I I think... Well, first of all, <clears throat> I heard a part of a podcast you were listening to about Captain Marvel.
0: After we saw it.
1: After we saw it.
0: When I started diving into
2: shit. <laughs> y- yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And and um, there was something that was said... That I, I kind of ag- agree with. It wasn't exactly put this way, but for me, I did feel like I wanted to get to know her a little bit more.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, just as like an individual I wish, because I understand that she didn't quite know herself. So, yeah, but mean, as it unraveled, I wish that more of her personality came through.
0: Sure. Yeah. Like the the main plot of the movie, spoilers, obviously. Right. Uh, yes. But as a refresher, Somebody's the main spo- plot of the movie is that Carol Danvers has forgotten who she is. She's going by the name Veers. She thinks that she's a. Wait, there's the Cree and the Skrull. She thinks she's a Cree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and And she doesn't know that she's human and she doesn't know. That she has unique powers, and and she's discovering the stuff about mm-hmm. herself throughout the movie, mm-hmm. and it's unclear how much of her memory she gets back, right? Because uh, she, you know, reconnects with her past and her best friend from Earth, and discovers that she's which, human by the end.
1: Yeah, which I we're we're I'm still debating, and you asked me if I thought that there was a romantic.
0: I felt like t- I felt like they were setting up romantic tension between those two characters but i me couldn't too. tell if it was just me but you, no, you agree I, with that. I
1: felt that way as yeah, well between
0: carol and her best friend yeah I, we're horrible podcasters because we've forgotten everyone's names and we don't yeah. we're not knowledgeable about no. this so just bear with us Details like this are girl and her friend tough. and the lady there's gonna be a lot of that but
1: <laughs> yeah yeah but but we but we still have thoughts <laughs> we have thoughts <laughs> Damn it, and we're going to record them.
0: (laughs) Um, You literally can't stop us, so here we go. Yeah, so I I thought they were hinting at some sort of past. I, I thought that maybe they had been partners.
1: I couldn't tell if they had been partners and that she wasn't ready to talk about that because she could tell that she didn't remember that. Right. That Carol didn't remember. That's
0: exactly what I thought, and too. And so she
1: didn't want to overload her with that. That was that would be like a big emotional thing to go into without sure. having any sort of recollection. Like sense of
0: self. Yeah. You, you have to love yourself before you can love someone else. If right. you don't know who you are. Yeah. How are you going to be able to be in a relationship? Yeah.
1: And I actually love that there was no love story.
0: Yeah. That's you know? actually a good point. There really was no love story. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I think that's a, that it's a touchy
0: thing when you're making a female superhero film. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do about... Whether or not there's a love story, and right. I think you know the first, the first mainline, you know, massive hit female superhero movie was Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, there have been great movies that came before that, yeah, but uh, few and far between. And this was the first, you know, of the, like the big two comic book companies, Marvel and DC. DC beat Marvel to the punch and put out Wonder Woman, mm. and that did have a love story in it, but it was really well handled mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Chris Pine.
1: Yeah, yeah. As Steve Trevor. Right.
0: Um, Yeah, and that that movie just kind of like worked on so many different levels. Yeah, I love that movie. And I feel like it's hard not to compare the efforts of Captain Marvel to the success of Wonder Woman.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. And I think um, it's a really different story because it's kind of like this one woman who is isolated in her strength and Mm -hmm. in her abilities. And in Wonder Woman, like, it's a woman coming from a culture of women that yeah, have this. an empowered culture, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. So it is a slightly different.
0: Warrior, literally, literally Amazon warrior women.
2: Like, yeah, literally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: right. And like, in and Wonder Woman is like, undeniably herself. Yeah. Like, she is so herself that when she is transported into a totally different culture, you, you still have the essence of who she is. She still lingers on to that Amazon warrior. You can see her, even though she's in different clothes and walking the street. Right. You know, it's like...
0: She's a fish out of water. She, yeah, and she life. holds
1: on to who she is, and she has such a strong right. sense of self.
0: And that's why Steve Trevor falls for her. Yeah. And she does, you know, have feelings for him, but that's not what the movie's about. It's kind of Mm-mm. like in the background. Right. Which was cool. And then I actually think that it's really cool that, that Captain Marvel just left that out completely. Just no, yeah. no love story. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually really liked this movie. I mm-hmm. It was really up my alley, because... Mm-hmm. That's such a weird saying, up my alley. I don't know. Yeah, since that that's is your a sister's weird name. Ever, ever since it, now it feels weird to say. <laughs> but,
1: but even so, like, up my alley, what does that mean? Like, you're going up.
0: It's like, what if your butt was a bowling alley? Oh my God.
1: <laughs> I'm imagining, like, an alleyway.
0: I'm imagining a butt.
1: Okay. That well, we works. could
0: put those together. We could. Welcome to Butt Alley. <laughs> Come on up in. <laughs> Um, okay. So, you know, I mean, I'm the one who brought up the comparison of Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel. And to me, yeah. they they were such dissimilar movies. Hmm. And, and I, I actually really, I, I had not thought about that until tonight about comparing the two, because yeah. they are so different. It's been years in between. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't wait till we're at the point where we have enough female superhero movies that, you know, that it's not just like apples or oranges it's like sure, yeah. all of the fruit there's the kiwi there's the kiwi and a grapefruit
1: we need a kiwi uh
0: i mean and there was ant-man and the wasp which mm-hmm. came out before this which we also watched together we did yeah but that's not like a solo female lead right. that's you know this combo deal which totally. was great also yeah
2: um
0: but anyway the whole I, the whole story of like starting the movie with a character who doesn't know who she is um thinking that she is a completely different species than she actually is. Yeah. Thinking that her powers come from being that species when they don't. Mm-hmm. And that she is just a completely unique, like, fluke, almost, that is, mm. like, so incredibly special and mm. strong. And mm. she is, like, the most powerful character mm. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, according mm. to some people, depending on who you ask. Some people would tell you Doctor Strange, but... It depends yeah. on what type of power we're talking about. But anyway, I mean, I, I it was just... For me, it was a really cool story to like watch this person uncover who they are. It was a little like Harry Potter ish. Sure. This person who kind of feels that they are more, yeah. but doesn't know, and because they can't remember their own life, has right. this like has developed this sort of detached attitude. Yeah, like, I thought that that was <laughs> cool. I I really I really liked it.
1: It almost feels like a reverse Harry Potter, though.
0: <laughs> they pulled a reverse Harry Potter.
1: Well, you know, because it's like she. I mean, she isn't fully aware of her powers, but she is aware that she has powers, and she's in this like intense training, right? And then, she, and then she comes to realize that she had a normal life, kind of, you know? It's yeah. Like, well,
0: but the thing is, is to her being a, a Cree, as as Veers mm-hmm. having powers is normal, so it's not right. like having powers. That's true. She is actually a powerless human right. who happens to have powers,
1: right? And let's talk about that. Let's talk about how she got her powers, because that to me was a little confusing, essentially she yeah. absorbed, yeah the
0: the the energy from this like light speed drive that Marvel had been creating something along those lines. I'm not sure <laughs> yeah, but, okay, so that this is a good distinction point because, like this is a sci-fi podcast. that's a line in the sand between sci-fi and superhero genres. It is a distinguishing factor is that Superhero movies don't have to make sense. Uh-huh. Like, superhero stuff is about mm. finding some random reason for some person to turn into The Thing from Fantastic Four. <laughs> is that mm-hmm. his name, The Thing? I don't know. You don't know.
1: Yeah, wrong person asked.
0: Yeah, that's a horrible name. It's just the thing, the rock monster. Well,
1: hey, anyway, I mean, it?
0: basically, you, you just introduce gamma radiation to to whatever and people turn into superheroes. I mean, it's yeah. pretty random. Like, yeah. there's this, like, I mean, some, some of the movies go further than others to try to make it sound scientific, like the super soldier serum mm-hmm. in Captain America, which you haven't seen the first one of those yet. We should watch Mm-mm. that at some point. Um, Yeah, and this is something we're going to talk about in Endgame more so, is that the sci-fi in Endgame was, like, Uh, complete nonsense.
1: Right. But it doesn't
0: have to make sense, because it's not, like... No. It's not hard science fiction by any stretch of the imagination. No,
1: absolutely. You just Um, have to, like,
0: accept these things. Like, sure, okay, Carol Danvers now has superpowers. uh, Fine.
1: Insane superpowers. Like, I have to say that scene where she's like, bursts out of the Earth's climate and then into space, and then, like crashes into space rockets and explodes them with her body, I was just like, what?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I actually don't prefer it when superheroes with that much power gain their powers through some sort of scientific experiment gone awry. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, like DC has this thing where Superman is like the most powerful character for the most part. Mm. And he's an alien. And this actually makes more sense scientifically to me.
1: <laughs> an alien? Yeah, that an yeah.
0: alien like coming to live in our atmosphere, yeah. you know, exposed to our yellow sun develops superpowers, whereas like being next to a light speed ex- engine when it explodes, you're dead. You right. don't get superpowers, right. so you're dead. Right. Right. I don't care. Like it's not something that's going to stop me from enjoying the movie. Mm. But if we're going to I don't know. I th- it's something I think about because I, I really like superhero stuff and I like it more when it is more sci-fi-ish and mm-hmm. I like it less when it is more just like hand wavy, like come yeah. along with us on this journey and I'll yeah. go along and I'll enjoy myself. But I, for me, if there's that extra little bit of like, let's try to tie this to reality uh, in some way, that makes it me more invested in the story yeah. overall, I think.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that actually.
0: But honestly, like in all of Captain Marvel, that was the only moment that I felt that way. Like the whole rest of the movie, yeah, I actually really liked as a sci-fi movie. I mean, you're like out in space. You have this different culture. Jude Law's character was really interesting. How he's like trying to manipulate Carol into being this warrior for him. Right. the Supreme Intelligence is that is that what it was called the the oh, computer program uh-huh, that they were talking that you to? You all see, uh-huh. yeah, you never tell someone what you see yeah. there. Like that whole thing as a system of control was super interesting and yeah, just a lot of really great sci fi concepts no, in this that's, movie.
1: That's really true. And
0: for me, the number one thing that I liked about it was was like a cool sci fi ish concept, which is like uh, this whole movie. It's t- it takes place in the '90s, mm. and most of it on Earth. Yeah, but it starts in space in a timeless way, so right. you have no idea where and when it starts. <laughs> yeah, and I actually avoided all the press about this movie, so I didn't. I, I mean, I knew vaguely that it was going to take place in the past because I knew that like Colson and and Fury were going to show up de-aged. Oh yeah. Um, but I didn't really, I didn't really know anything about the plot or anything like that, or understand that it was like taking place in the '90s. Yeah. So. For me, when they showed up on Earth with the blockbuster in so the 90s, good. I'm yeah. like, this whole battle was taking place above our planet. <laughs> like, that's how I am connected to this story because this is my planet, mm. you know? And this this has something to do with my planet. Now I'm like doubly invested. Mm. So that was, a, I mean, that reminded me of being like a kid in the 80s and like, you know, or actually a kid in the 90s watching 80s movies, mm. which this felt like an 80s movie to me. Yeah. Even though yeah. it was set in the 90s.
1: So it was interesting what you were saying about. Um, liking sci-fi in your superhero movies because I have a really hard time, and it's it's so weird. But I I get into my head about like, well, how could that happen? Yeah. Or wow, what a coincidence! Or and I tr- and I try to build the the gaps in logic,
0: and then you're not paying attention. And to then what's I exactly, yeah. and so
1: I I do like it when the movie does the work of that for you.
0: Yes, totally.
1: Um, which I feel like. They did some of it, but there were like I still don't understand how she ended up in the same area that she happened to once have lived.
0: Yeah, I don't remember when
1: she fall you fell onto Earth. You know, like
0: yeah, I guess she well, was she in this? I don't remember.
1: Well, because exactly. then otherwise, how did she find away, her friend? Yeah, you know, like yeah, she didn't get on an airplane. Yeah. I don't know. There were there were some things where I was just like, wait, what? How did that... Was that a coincidence? Was that intentional? Yeah. Did I miss something? That's the other thing. Then I started to ask myself, oh, did I miss something that links what happened here? You know? Yeah. So I do... And I think it happened more in Endgame than it did in this yeah, movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah. But I did enjoy a lot of it. Um, And I do agree. Like, the characters are really interesting.
0: Yeah, I loved uh, the the scroll character. I don't, uh, Ben Mendelsohn played him. I don't remember his name, but Ben Mendelssohn was the bad oh, guy in Rogue yes, One. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, his character yeah. was so interesting. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that he, you know, you think that he's a bad guy and he's just like trying to find this group of refugees <laughs> and give them a place to live. <laughs> totally. Like, I, I, I love that kind of stuff. I love how, you know, yeah. when you meet someone from another world, you have these assumptions about them and, and it, that ends up not being true. And that just kind of teaches us, mm. like, if you meet someone who doesn't look like you, don't assume that you know who they are. Mm. Don't assume that they're the bad guy, you know? Right. Get to know them first and, like, yeah. find out who they are. And I, I love seeing those type of bridges be built in th- these types of movies. So, yeah. yeah, that was super gratifying for me. And I actually really thought the, the de-aging CG
2: oh, for yeah. Mick
0: Fury and for Phil Coulson was really impressive. Yeah, I agree. It's interesting, because when you see it on TV, like, on a TV for, like, a trailer or something, when I was... I was just thinking about this, because I just watched the trailer on YouTube. And I feel like Nick Fury's CGI makeup looks really fake on the TV. But in the movie theater, it looks so real. Huh. I don't know. I've thought that so many times, that, like, CG looked terrible on a television, but way better in a theater. Huh. And...
1: I wonder why. I don't know if
0: that's just me. No, Um,
1: I mean, I, I... Yeah, I thought it looked really good in the theater.
0: It did look really good, and it—I never like questioned him as a character. Like, I never was thinking to myself, "Oh, that's that's like an unrealistic portrayal of Nick Fury." I'm just like, okay, yeah, Nick Fury's young. That's cool. I like yeah. I like seeing that.
2: Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, there was there was so much about the movie that I liked. I think the, my only real uh, sense of missing something was some sort of deeper emotional connection. And I think it kind of goes back to what you were saying about how you felt like you didn't get to know Carol very well. Yeah. Because this is her first movie, and because she doesn't know who she is, it's kind of like your Link in Breath of the Wild, and you don't know who you are, and you have to travel Hyrule to find your memories. Yeah. And we just didn't have that much time with her to find all these memories. Right. But the ones we found were really compelling, and I I really liked her a lot. I loved Brie Larson as the character. I thought she did a great performance. Mm. And I, I only really knew her from Community, and I just didn't really... Like, the performances I've seen of her in the past, I wasn't sure how it was going to translate to being a superhero. And I thought she nailed it. I thought she was awesome.
1: I thought she was great, too. The only other thing I've seen her in was Room. I haven't seen that. Yeah, which was, like, a super different feel. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, her quirky goofiness, I thought, really served the story. Yeah, I... And gave you a good sense of character, but but not as much as, like, I don't know, what's a good example... What is another good example? I was going to say Black Panther, but that's a terrible example because T'Challa is, I'd say, as well fleshed out as Carol Danvers. It may be less so. Yeah, it's in really Black interesting
1: because it's rare that the. Um, well, Ant-Man. Like that character has such a distinct. Yes.
0: That's a good example. Personality. Yeah. Scott Lang. Scott in the first Lang Ant- is like, you have such a sense of him. Yeah. And how does
1: it Doctor Strange, too? Like such a distinct. Yeah human being
0: yeah totally you know? And uh, iron man the first iron man which you have not, also not seen andy andy started watching these movies when we started dating so she's like yeah
1: <laughs> caught up
0: th- through the last couple years worth of movies
1: yes i am i'm new to the fold
0: yeah uh but there's a lot you haven't seen yet but you had seen infinity war um so you were invested in seeing endgame
1: well i saw that with you
0: yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, I was definitely... You'd seen
0: the snap and you were curious.
1: Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, it's a, it's a bold move. Yeah. But I did... I mean, I knew it would. Ha- they had to be able to undo it.
0: Yeah, of course. But Everybody knew that it was not going to be real. Right. And I've been complaining about that for months.
1: Yeah, well, I think we... Did we record a podcast about that?
0: We did a live stream about it. Oh, it's, that's what it was. It's yeah. actually still on YouTube if anyone wants to check it out. I'll put yeah. a link in the description if you want to see Andy and I... Talking yeah. about Infinity War on yeah. an old live stream. Yes. Um, which was a movie that I l- enjoyed, but like felt, felt kind of lackluster about. Mm, yeah. And uh, didn't really care f- to see it again. Yeah. Because for me, Infinity War was just like nonstop action without any real sense of character or progression yeah. from anyone besides Thanos, the villain, who right. to me makes no sense. Right. Like a character who wants to wipe out half of all life um, who seems kind of reasonable and rational but is is like apparently totally insane because he wants to kill half of everyone to make the universe better it like that there's something about that that doesn't make sense to me, and I never quite got on board with it
1: right his motivation is unclear,
0: yeah, so it's
1: like is it to teach a lesson is it it's like i don't quite yeah, I don't quite understand h- yeah.
0: Yeah, like, we learned a little bit about his past, but not what would make him want to destroy I mean, half of the universe. yeah,
1: to justify something like that, you'd really have to have a strong, clear motivation. I don't think they did yeah. a very good job of that.
0: Yeah, so for me, in the first Infinity War movie, I was not all... I mean, I enjoyed it as, like, a flashbang, like, spectacle. Sure. And I, I enjoy all the Marvel movies on some level, but there yeah. are some of them that, for me, are, like, really incredible experiences, like almost transcendently wonderful experiences. Mm. Uh, The first Avengers movie for me is just like this uh, incredible good time. Hmm. It's just so fun. And there's so much character. Hmm. It's incredible. They packed so much character into one movie. Hmm. I feel that way about Ant-Man. I feel that way about Black Panther for sure. Like Black Panther is such an incredible movie. And I rewatched that recently and was like, just out of the music, the colors, the, the The whole experience of that movie is just so all-encompassingly incredible. Yeah. And I feel like Marvel, like, really nails it a lot of the time. Yeah. But as we get deeper into the MCU, and, mm. like, now we're in films, it's, like, 22 films, mm. I feel like they have a tendency to get bigger and, and bigger and bigger to the point where, for me, there's not, like, a center and there's not something to, like, latch onto that I really care about. Sure. And I definitely felt that way about both Infinity War and Endgame where there was like so much happening that mm. th- it was almost like nothing was happening. Mm. But I liked Endgame a hell of a lot more than I liked Infinity War.
1: Yeah. For sure. Interesting. Yeah, I I would say they were about equal to me. Mhm. Um <sighs> There were moments in in uh, well, I assume we're moving on to um, Infinity War. Let's do it. Yeah, we're here. We're here. Um, uh, there were moments in Infinity War.
0: You mean End uh, Game? End Yeah, it's gonna get confusing. I quick. know.
1: I know. There were moments in End Game that I was like, huh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, the, I mean, can, we just can go straight to. Can we just go straight to the, like anywhere? Yeah. I mean, when those. Circles started opening, and people from all these different universes yeah, in the Marvel world out started the coming. And that was so yeah. freaking cool!
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, and and
1: you got Valkyrie great. riding
0: around on a Pegasus. Oh in the my sky. god! I'm like and this the, is yeah, awesome.
1: Yeah, people coming from Wakanda, like and just <laughs> yeah. so cool.
0: Just like the the Wakandan battle chant just gets gets to me. It's just well, it really hypes me up.
1: It's funny because I when when um, Thanos. His, like, people started to arrive, which also, Jesse said this and it's so true to me, like, that is a total leap of logic that suddenly yeah. all of his army would arrive. Like
0: Yeah, he went, he went to the future. Yeah. He went to a future in which he is dead. Right. And then called an army. But it seemed like the time, when he time traveled to the future, he could only go through this, like, small opening so it's just his ship so then he must have called his army and said i'm back from the dead come fight for me on earth and then like a a billion bad guys show up so quickly weird i i struggled i mean i guess that's what happened you know he just called them and they came and they have this like quick travel the the weird honeycomb in space black hole wormhole Mm -hmm. thing that we've seen so Mm -hmm. they have quick travel of some kind sure but yeah i mean this was a movie that that, like To put logic aside.
1: Yeah, for for sure. And multiple times.
0: Many, many times throughout the movie.
1: When that happened, despite the leap in logic, I was like, oh, shit. Like, there's only however many, six of them or whatever. I literally, I was like, how are they going to, how is this movie going to have them defeat this without making us totally disbelieve it, yeah. and then when people start showing up, which I should have assumed yeah. people were going to start showing up, but I just didn't. But I will say something I really missed um, was seeing the moment when people reappeared.
0: Yeah, totally
1: into the world.
0: Yeah, so Hulk Recent, snaps like, everyone back into existence.
1: Right. Like, I wanted we don't to see, it see them
0: we, come Clint, from
1: particles. Clint
0: Barton gets a phone call, and that's how we know. Yeah. And that moment for me was like... He has an iPhone. He's like covered in technology and arrows, and they're like out fighting in the past. And his phone is on the table. Something about that, like <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was like, no, his phone is like wired into his suit or yeah, like yeah. on his person. No, that's a good. Point. He's not like he's not playing, you know, bejeweled or Candy Crush or, Candy yeah. Crush or something <laughs> on his iPhone. I, for me, That's that was funny. completely unbelievable That's and hilarious. took me out of the moment. And I, that, but uh, a lot of, a lot of the things that, that rubbed me the wrong way about the movie were things that I totally recognize are silly. And like just but, my own personal but also, preferences, like, you know, there,
1: but it's, int- it's things that I would want to see. Like, first of all, okay. So in that narrative, his wife, I don't remember her name. Uh huh. But her, his wife like comes into existence, and and what is her experience? Is her experience? I know that I disappeared, and now suddenly I'm back. Is it like, oh, I was just in the kitchen, and now I'm in the living room? Like, right. What is that experience? What do those people think happened? Like, right. we got a little bit of that, from any from of that. Peter
0: Parker, but like just a hair. But just like, a little bit, and it was, and, and I would have loved it. to have
1: seen that moment. I yeah. didn't like, I when they all reappeared and Doctor Strange explaining to them like. I don't know. Those are all things I would have taken over a lot of the other kind of filler stuff that they had.
0: Sure. Yeah, I actually am just, I just am not a fan of the plot line of, like, snapping your fingers and people turning to dust. And then snapping your fingers and people returning from dust. Yes. For me, it's it's too far into fantasy magic Uh to... It just like the whole story feels ungrounded, right? So I just can't. I have a hard time investing in it. Yeah, emotionally. And, we're, and
1: we're unsure of the and the the rules of how that works. Like totally, you think about who you want to disappear and they disappear. You right. think about who you want to come back and they come back. Like what? Literally, I was saying like what literally was when um when uh, Iron Man. Snaps, yeah. His army away. Was he just thinking like, okay, disappear everybody associated with Thanos, and then snap? Or like, maybe, like, wh- I don't understand, like, what the how you selectively choose in your mind, and then is that? I just, it's confusing,
0: right? It and it, it, it is that line between like sci-fi and fantasy, right? With which superhero movies are welcome to cross? Of
2: course,
1: you
0: know, like that is totally up to them. They can do whatever they want, right? And it's they're. Uh, and this is why I, I, this is why sci-fi is my favorite genre, is because the type of storytelling that I prefer right. will connect those dots, and sci-fi will generally right. connect those dots because right. it kind of has to right. to call itself sci-fi, sure. you know. So yeah, so like that,
1: but that's different to me. Like that's even not even like okay, I can't believe that that would happen, and that's literally a thing of like. Wait, what are the rules here? Even if right. the rules are unbelievable, sure. what are they? Yeah, that's you know? huge.
0: Like I I you know, if a movie wants to be absolutely ridiculous, yeah. as long as you tell me what the rules are, I'm on board. Right. Like I think uh Inception is a great example of this, which I don't think you've seen. I haven't. But it deals with like dream logic
1: right. and going into people's sure, dreams. And sure. it,
0: it spells out all of its own logic and tells you how things work so that you will be on board and understand this mind fuck you're about to experience <laughs> like where you are inside of it yeah but then still leave itself room to play around with like being able to surprise you cool. and for me it works super well and i understand like if you take that movie apart it doesn't hold up hmm. according to some s- stuff i've seen but but i i don't like to like for me if like something narratively rings true i don't necessarily want to nitpick it cuz i want to have it yeah and it, when something just doesn't make sense at all is when my brain snags on it and it pulls me out. Yeah. And, and and it lowers my enjoyment. Right. A little bit.
2: Mm. And
0: that's not like that's just me personally. But for me personally, like Endgame was a good movie, but not like a great movie, you know? Yeah. I was like totally serviceable as a, as an action superhero film that I really enjoyed and would probably want to see again at some point. Yeah. Um and it was a nice resolution to the story. But really just like the last hour was satisfying to me?
1: Yes, I agree.
0: And like the first 2 hours were Ugh. for me just a little too convoluted. Yeah. Um too all over the place, a little bit self-congratulatory of like look at all these cool moments from the Marvel history. <laughs> which I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great, but like where are we going with the story? You know, like I and I, the whole the time travel logic in this movie made no sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, And I really struggled with that. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, they tell you that Back to the Future is bullshit, which is fine. Like, that sort of time travel breaks the universe apart, and that's okay. But but they don't really set up rules of how their time travel works that make sense. Because right. they basically say, like, in order for the timeline to stay as one stream, we have to return all of these Infinity Stones to the moment that they were taken, uh, which Captain America goes and does at the end. Right. But they changed so much in the past. They changed so many things when they were back in time. <laughs> yeah. Like Captain America fought himself. Yeah. And told himself that Bucky was alive and if that if that's always where he got that information from, then that's one thing, you know. Sure. But and there were some situations where it seemed like well, this is just always the way it happened. Like Captain America always went back in time and and got to spend his life with Peggy Carter. And, like, the husband that Peggy's talking about that she had kids with is Captain America. And we just didn't know that yet. Hmm. Or did, like, Captain America going back in time to live with her and negate her husband and future children from existence? Hmm. Um, the movie doesn't make that clear at all. Yeah. And, like, Captain America says Hail Hydra in the elevator to all these S.H.I.E.L.D. agents that we know to be Hydra agents in a movie that you haven't seen, Andy. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, but he's outing himself as being a Hydra agent in that moment which would have repercussions for his future right. that that didn't happen because right. then he wouldn't be the man he is now. I mean, the clearest example of this is that Nebula kills her past self and continues to exist. So obviously, right. obviously there's two different timelines happening. Yeah. Um at least. And yeah. this whole idea of like fixing the timeline by going back with the Infinity Stones is not going to work because that obviously is not the way that time works in this movie, huh. but then they try to tell you that it is the way that time works, hmm. and I I'm not sure. Like I'm just left wondering if the writers know how their time travel works, and I feel like they don't. I feel like they just kind of service the plot as need be. And if I if that's what it is, then that's fine, and I can accept that and enjoy the movie and go along for the ride. But I don't I I don't feel like a deep connection to it, and I it yeah. doesn't feel like it's made for me. You yeah. know, it's yeah. just like a fun movie that. A lot of people liked and made billions of dollars it It hit two billion dollars faster than any movie in history. It's made so much Whoa. money um which is nuts
2: wild yeah,
0: it's crazy, but like for me personally, it just i I really enjoyed it, but it did not like yeah it's it's definitely not hitting my favorite movies list. It's sure. not like something that i'm gonna like really think about that much in my yeah. life going forward. It's just like a movie i yeah I, saw, I agree with that have, I, you,
1: I, have you talked to or? Or met anyone who was like, oh, life changing, amazing movie?
0: Well, I've listened to some podcasts and I've talked to some people when I was streaming. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten, and I've like read some stuff on the internet. So my, my understanding is that it's being received really well. Mm. It's got like a really high Rotten Tomatoes mm. score, Metacritic score. It like seems to be
2: mm.
0: received really well across the board. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are saying things like, I really like this. But I feel like on repeat viewings, it's not gonna hold up, sure, um, that seems to be kind of the consensus, yeah, yeah, and uh and a lot of people are like flipping out about it and loving it, but I yeah. but not at the level that I think um that I would expect for a movie that costs two billion dollars so fast, sure, and a part of it to me is like the the storytelling mechanic of snapping away half of the people and then like snapping half of them back. It's like who's coming back and who's actually gonna die. It's like this who's going to die thing that brought people into the seats. It's yeah. that Game of Thrones, like who's going to die, yeah, which is, is like a fun game to play, but for me is not narr- narratively satisfying.
1: <laughs> a fun game, who's yeah. going to die? <laughs> and
0: I'm playing it, you know, I'm, I'm there for it. Like yeah. I'm watching Game of sure, Thrones and sure. I'm really enjoying it. But yeah. But again, Game of Thrones is not among my favorite shows. It's something that I really enjoy. Mm. And and I have similar issues with it. Mm. That I feel like a lot of the narrative choices were done for the sake of of shock or or misdirection, and not necessarily for the sake of the story. If you can have a story that shocks and misdirects you, but has its own internal logic, those are the things that like touch my heart. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. No,
1: like... I think that's totally that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So I I guess my takeaway from Endgame was like. I really liked it, and I really enjoyed the full three hours. Although I did get a little bored at some moments. Yeah. Overall, it like it kept me going, and I really liked it. Yeah. Um, but I I felt disappoint. I whenever I see a Marvel movie that doesn't transport me, I get a little disappointed because I yeah. know that those movies are capable of it. Yeah. You know, like the first time I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, which I I don't think you've seen that one. I either. haven't
1: seen any of. We the should Guardians. watch
0: that. Yeah. Um. It's got this like moment at the end that's just pure movie magic where you just feel you feel like incredible things and in this incredible like you're in space and your you, your friend is a tree and like you feel these things that you didn't know you'd ever feel and it's yeah. like it's like wow. Yeah. This is cool. You know, this is such a good experience. Yeah. Um yeah, and I I had that actually more. I had some of that in Captain Marvel. Like Captain Marvel was above 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 the bar for me hmm. of, like, Marvel movie quality. Nice. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, like, far below the bar.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Avengers Infinity War below the bar. Endgame was, like, at the bar. Okay. Um, I, I really liked how they handled, you know, killing off Tony Stark and and replacing yeah. Captain America with Falcon. Yeah. I thought that was really well done. Yeah. But for me, like, how did, I know we talked about this before. I want to hear you again on the record here but like yeah. how did you feel about tony grabbing all of the infinity stones from thanos's gauntlet and like oh. putting them into his own hand
1: yeah i didn't get how that was possible
0: yeah it's a moment you just have to kind of take on faith is like tony stark is that brilliant of an inventor that he can make his suit do whatever the fuck he wants and face with the most powerful stones in the galaxy yeah in three seconds yeah and have it work right like that to me was again like a step too far and it's hard to like i love tony stark i love robert Robert downey jr rdj all day like rdj as as iron man is incredible he's so good Uh, and i had a feeling he was gonna die in this movie and i was ready for it and i I liked all of how they handled it except for the fact that i couldn't believe what actually happened in that moment because it was so far fetched to me but his suit like does all right. this crazy shit all the time, and I go with it because it's a superhero movie, and like, yeah, I
2: don't
0: know that my my line is in a weird place. I think, <laughs> yeah, like my I, I have weird tastes. I've realized that recently is like <laughs> I get all up in arms about you know season one of Star Trek Discovery, <laughs> <laughs> but then I like I really like the movie Club Dread by the people who made Super Troopers that everybody hated. It's a great movie. Club, Club Dread. But it's that's, brilliant.
1: That's why you should have a podcast, because it's like you, hope so. you have a point of view that's not...
0: <laughs> I have a weird weird point of view.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I um, I agree with you that... Well, I, I did feel like that was kind of like, well, wait, the whole thing that the movie hinges on, essentially, doesn't quite make sense, and it happens right. so fast. Yeah. But it was also interesting, because... You know the thing you said about who's gonna die. So essentially, we lost we we lost Iron Man. Yeah, we. Cu- I mean, we essentially lost uh, Captain America. Or, yeah. or this version of yeah, Captain Chris America. Chris Evans is Captain America, and then, and then Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, uh,
0: Natasha Romanoff, the Black right, Widow. Right, right, right. Yeah, which was a really interesting scene. Does she have a movie? She has a solo movie coming up. So, oh. so my theory. Okay, a lot of people are saying the movie's going to be in the past. My theory is that when Captain America goes to that planet to return the stone, because he has to, that maybe she comes back somehow. Like, if he brings the stone oh. and gives it back to the Red Skull. The Red Skull is the villain in the first Captain America movie. So, hmm. this is something I've seen a lot of talk about on the internet, is that like if Captain America returns all the stones, he has to go to that scary planet and see his arch nemesis from his first movie and, oh. and return a stone... Yeah. Well, maybe, then what if that brings Black Widow back? Would you be okay with that?
1: Because he brought back...
0: He brought back the stone. The
1: stone, and she was the sacrifice of how he got it.
0: A soul for a soul. The soul stone.
1: I mean, I'd buy it.
0: I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. And how did you feel about her sacrifice? How she kind of, she and and Hawkeye kind of fought over who was going to sacrifice themselves.
1: Would you call him (laughs) Hawkeye? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Hawkeye,
1: Hawkeye,
0: but that has happened to me before. I'm like, did they call him Hot Guy? He was like, "Hey, Hot Guy," like him. I guess he's pretty. I mean, I thought, he,
1: yeah, the yeah, I liked Kennaway, his haircut in this movie. Yeah, yeah, you would. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved because I, I actually didn't know who was gonna die. Yeah, uh, up until a certain point. Yeah, which was they. I thought they did that successfully because it was like. It was like, oh, it's her. Oh, no, it's not her. Oh, no, it is her.
0: Yeah, it's her. You know? (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, totally.
1: So I thought that was actually um, well done. Yeah. And I don't know. uh, The whole time I was thinking, like, who would I rather have die? Yeah. But I I knew, I had a feeling it wasn't going to be her. I I had a feeling it wasn't going to be him because of the movie starting... With him and his family together, right? And that's I why I thought it was going to be. They him. should be reunited.
0: I felt like they were going to kill him because he has a family, and it hurts more. But they did that with Tony instead, they, right. like make you fall in love with his daughter and then kill
2: yeah, him. Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, yeah, I actually really liked how that played out. Yeah, I like Black Widow a lot as a character and I'm sad to lose her, but I, but she's coming back in one way or another. So we're still going to get more of that character in, in whatever capacity. Yeah. Which is cool. And I thought that what they did with Hawkeye in this movie, that really does sound like hot guy. It really does. What they did with hot guy in this movie (laughs) was super interesting how he like lost his family, went a little psycho and just starts killing bad guys left and right. 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 Or even like mediocre guys, not necessarily even bad guys. And he's like kind of gone off the deep end. Right. Um, reconnecting with, with Nat, who's like a, they have a really close bond that we don't even see that bond form. It happens before uh, we meet those characters. Right. And maybe that's the movie that they'll show us is like those two characters in Budapest because they keep talking about it in all the Avengers movies. Like sure. the time they spent in Budapest.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, maybe it'll be a flashback to that. That'd be cool. That but
2: would be
0: cool. But it seemed like being with her was like regrounding for him in a way. And like her sacrificing herself kind of brought him the rest of the way back. Yeah. to being a hero but then how does he deal with being with what he's done like he's it's a very interesting character all of a sudden and made more right. interesting by what happens with black widow so yeah i was into that
2: yeah. i actually
0: listened to a podcast kevin smith had the writers of of endgame on his podcast oh wow and they said that they did that in the first draft uh or and they did that in a draft and then they actually showed it to some of the women at marvel and said that we're thinking about changing this because she's like one of the only female superheroes and they're like, "Don't you dare!" Like that, like that was like her choice in that moment, and it's a really powerful moment. And you should, yeah. you have, you can't take it away from her. Yeah. So they, the the women that worked at Marvel talked him into keeping it, huh. and I think it does. I mean, I don't know how do you feel about this, but I feel like it does. Uh, it doesn't do a disservice to her character at all.
1: No, no, I don't think it does either. Yeah, which I is think cool. It, it strengthens her character as well.
0: Yeah, my favorite moment of the whole movie <laughs> was seeing Jarvis. Um
1: I knew you were going to bring that up.
0: Yeah. So in the, in the Agent Carter TV show, which I really liked, which got canceled too soon, um Jarvis, who is the Stark's butler, is a main character. Yeah. And no character from any of the TV shows who originated on the TV show has made it into a Marvel movie. Huh. Like the the opposite has happened a couple times where like a movie character showed up on the TV show. Yeah. But in general, the TV shows are pretty disconnected. Yeah, and this was like the most connected moment of any of the TV shows. And I've given up on all the Netflix Marvel shows. I'm just not interested. <laughs> um, but I really liked Agents of Shield for a while, and I gave up on that eventually. Yeah, and I although I hear it got really good again. But but the one that I really liked was Agent Carter. That was my favorite of those shows and the chemistry between Jarvis and Peggy was just wonderful like those Aww. two actors together were incredible and they used to post like instagram stuff of themselves or like i, I, I don't know i just loved both of them that's and i awesome. loved him so much on that show and to see him show up for me was just like is it like, the same actor same actor yeah oh
1: that's great it was
0: such a cool moment for me
1: that is cool
0: uh that's the that's my highest moment of the whole show and actually seeing tilda swinton was probably my second favorite yeah um just like Having her talk to the Hulk was so cool.
1: Yeah, that was an interesting um, cross of world, like uh, intersection of worlds.
0: Yeah, and how she pushed out Bruce Banner so she could like see Bruce and the Hulk separately. Yeah, that was I, I love that character. I thought that was really well done.
1: Yeah, is that I wanna, actually I wanted to ask you about this because so with um, Doctor Strange there was some there was a character that was basically whitewashed, right?
0: Yeah, it was. Well, was it Tilda? yeah that this this is a whole yeah a whole difficult conversation, topic, yeah yeah um, they felt like it would be offensively stereotypical to show like an asian uh master of like the martial arts type character,
1: uh-huh, sure, so
0: they made it a a white woman instead,
1: uh-huh,
0: and I don't know, I'm obviously not one to say whether or not that's the right call,
1: I think they should have then just cast. If, if that was truly a concern, they should have cast another a different person of color. Do you know what I mean? Still provide an opportunity for somebody.
0: Yeah, maybe. You know? I mean, I like I that. I mean, I
1: think Tilda did a great job and not knowing that fact. I think she did a, a fantastic job. Yeah, as, she's
0: so good in the role. She has
1: this um, essence about her that it feels this calmness and this, like, she does look like a visionary. She seems yeah. like someone with a deep... Uh, understanding and and like yeah totally she's solid and I think her 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 persona really fits what I would imagine for the character but I do I do think it's unfortunate that yeah I mean know. I
0: think that I think what they should have done is cast an Asian actor as Doctor Strange and that sure. that would have been like sure yeah an uproar yeah people would have been so pissed but I I think that I don't know. That's just my that's just my first instinct of a way to go that would like, yeah, because that the Doctor Strange comics have a lot of really horrible racist things in them that are that are accidental, mm. you know, mm. like uh, Doctor Strange's friend in the movies is his name Wong, I think. Yeah, I um, think
1: so.
0: He's actually like a manservant in the comics.
1: How is that accidental?
0: Well, accidental, not accidental, but like, uh. It's like, when you look at it through a modern lens, it looks horribly racist.
1: When was it written?
0: Uh, I mean, like, the really old stuff. I don't know. Yeah. When Marvel... I mean, DC's been around since, like, the 30s or 20s or something. But Marvel, I think, is, like, 60s or 70s.
2: Okay, yeah. So,
0: And, like, Stan Lee created a lot of these characters. And he was, like, a a civic rights champion. And he did so much good Hmm. for... So many different people. Like he created Black Panther mm. because he wanted there to be a black superhero, mm-hmm. and he like received a lot of like threats for that and stuff, you know. But like a lot of those comics don't hold up super well, and yeah. like having this, you know, mm-hmm. Asian character being a manservant is yeah. obviously horrible. So they didn't yeah. do that in the movie, right? Um, but yeah, I'm conflicted about about uh, what is what is her character's name? Like, I the- can't
1: remember tilda
0: <laughs> supreme lady i don't know yeah but I, I mean i think about star trek um into darkness uh. where they recast khan who was uh a sikh character who was played by a Spa- hispanic person uh-huh. in the original series but was supposed to be indian oh geez um they recast him with a white person with benedict cumberbatch when they when they did a con movie in, like...
1: Oh, I never saw that.
0: 2011 or something. Or 13, I don't know. That's um, a mistake. And the reason they did that was because they didn't want to put a person of color as a terrorist. And they huh. didn't, they want, didn't oh. want a person um, from, like, the Middle East as a terrorist. They didn't want to put that movie out there at huh. that moment. But then, you know, you have all these people... I read something about, like, these people in the Sikh community who were really upset about that. Because, mm. like, Khan is a villain, but he is, like, all we had. He was, like, mm. you know, kind of this hero to us in right. this way. Because he's such a flamboyant, amazing character. Yeah. yeah. Um. Huh. So they were upset that he was recast sure. even though he was a villain. So sure. part of me wonders if you have this, like, this wise mage character. Mm-hmm. um, Like, if you have a movie and the only asian character is this wise mage it feels like a like a tokenism of some kind
2: right but if you have a movie with a lot
0: of people of asian descent yeah yeah um then it it doesn't necessarily
1: have the same problem.
0: yeah but but then if you replace all of these asian characters with white people to avoid the problem entirely that does seem a little problematic right but this is tough for me because i love that movie like Doctor Strange is a I great movie. I love that movie, movie
1: too. I have told me over and
0: over it's your favorite. that you have seen of the MCU? Yeah. Movies.
1: Listen, this is something I I I literally just um was just brought up to me and I didn't I didn't know cuz I didn't know anything about the original. Oh, really? Wait, comic. where was it brought up? Uh, well, it, um Erica who plays Little Sa- I'm in Urinetown town right now uh-huh. and um and Which is a play? Which is a musical. <laughs> and um one of the actors in it um who is also Asian American? She's uh, Japanese. She brought this up to me and was saying like that that was really disappointing yeah. for people in in um yeah in the okay. in the community. Well, there. Uh, but, I mean, that's firsthand but, a
0: firsthand well, account. I mean, she, that means a lot. She
1: did admit. She said, you know, I I actually I didn't see the movie because I heard that
0: and you don't want to support it, and I you, didn't want to yeah. support
1: it, and so right. I thought that was. Interesting. Which is super valid. Yeah, totally. And I, and, um, yeah, I, I think that, like, I think it's always best to, to, like, listen to the experience of the person who it isolates or misrepresents or alienates, you know, like. Yeah. So, but, so I didn't know, but I do, I mean, I love that movie. I love, um.
0: And yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch is great in that part. He's
1: so great. And I was saying, um. I'm so drawn to characters like that that are so um aware of other people and observant but so not self-aware. Um, yeah,
0: you were talking about that like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I'm obsessed with Sherlock Holmes. Even though and the show Sherlock the both Yeah, and even though, she, though, it's even though it's the
1: same, yeah, yeah but he's someone really who's good at like playing that. so
0: aware of their surroundings and right. everything that's happening in a room but has no idea how they are coming off to other people. Yes. Yeah, yes. I, that's such an interesting combo.
1: Totally. And I think that that is encompassed in Doctor Strange as well. Yeah, and I just I think the idea of his powers are so unique. It's not like this crazy strength yeah. or this amazing ability to do this. It's like it's it's so much deeper than that. Yeah, and it's, it, a it's so very much more spiritual creative magic. Yes, yeah. But at
0: the same time, like feels kind of scientific. Yes, because there are these incantations that go with it. It is a skill to learn, like that. I mean, that to me, I'm able to accept the magic of Doctor Strange easier than I am able to accept. Tony yes. Stark, you know, with the grabbing stumps. the gems and snapping yes, at the end. Yes, yeah. I agree with you. But my lines are all in weird places.
1: But so I think that's knows? okay. I mean, I feel like that's how the brain works.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess <laughs> because yeah. it
1: really only the, the thing is, it just it has to make sense to us into our minds. Yeah, you know, and there are people for whom their minds work in a way that they don't need to connect those dots in that way because for them, their perspective is, oh, that works because it does. You know, yeah. and so I think yeah, it is individual. You saw it. it
0: happened in the movie; it obviously works. Yeah, it's just, it, <laughs> that's
1: just what that would happen here, or maybe yeah. they come up with some brilliant connection that I wouldn't have thought of. You know, or whatever it is. So I knew I do acknowledge it's it's very individual, but it did feel like there was just a few too many moments where it, you went, "Wait, how did that happen?" In Endgame, in yeah. Endgame, yeah,
0: totally. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed seeing Thor and Tony get a chance to say goodbye to their parents. Yeah. They're great scenes. Yeah. But the fact that they've, they're they traveling back in time to grab these stones and just happen to run into yeah. two of their parents yeah, yeah, yeah. was, like, kind of far-fetched to me. Totally. But I, I recognize that, like, the movie is just trying to give you these emotional moments and kind of help you say goodbye to, fa- like, this whole phase of, you know, the infinity phase of Marvel or whatever they call it. Because right. there's phases one, two, and three of Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, And Phase Four will be like this whole new thing. Hmm. Like the Infinity Saga was twenty-two movies, and they referenced so many things from past movies, and you know, to give you a chance to say goodbye. And I appreciate that, and I I feel like the movie was very like serviced that very well. Yeah, but 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 it didn't like, but it didn't connect me to it emotionally. What was happening? Like cerebrally, the whole thing was entertaining. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. and it was like way better than. Like most other things, <laughs> most other movies, like most other <laughs> bullshit that you watch, yeah. Well, that's not true. I mean, I it was, it was above average, but it was like mediocrely above average for me.
1: I agree with that.
0: Which feels like a weird,
1: yeah. To me, it, it just like, it's like something
0: about that that's like wasteful.
1: I, I to me, it was a roller coaster. I had moments where I was like, yes, yes, and moments where I was like, what? Huh?
0: Yeah, and
1: it wasn't consistent for yeah. me. So I left with sort of a I a. The uh, weird feeling
0: yeah and I honestly felt the same way about Avengers Age of Ultron the second of four Avengers movies Mm. but that one still had like one magic moment that like took my breath away Mm. and the the one thing that took my breath away about Endgame was Jarvis (laughs) 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 was the butler uh, Although like Valkyrie riding the Pegasus was like so cool. It was cool. I was really into that. The whole last battle was really incredible. Yeah, it was. And like from from the pure spectacle point of view, I don't know if anything has ever existed that was that much of a spectacle. Mm. Where like if you look in the background you could see all of these like A-list stars playing characters that you've seen entire movies about. And they're just like in the background yeah. and you barely spend any time with them in the whole movie. So cool. Like there's something like gluttonous about that. Totally. That just felt really good. Yeah. I felt like full when the movie was done. Yeah. I mean, I've complained a little bit here, but I really like had a good experience (laughs) and felt like nourished by it.
1: I do. I do feel like as it wrapped up, it got better.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. And there's so much about it that I liked. I mean, the whole idea of like, even though I don't like the idea of people being snapped out of existence, the idea of being left behind was really interesting and seeing like support groups for that
2: oh, was sure, cool. And sure.
0: how are people handling it? What's the world like? Yeah. How do people still find humor and move on? And
2: mm-hmm. of course
0: you have like, you know, Captain America, like looking on the bright side. He's like, we see whales in San Francisco Bay or whatever it was. <laughs> or like, where were they? I don't know. But they saw whales and that yeah, was cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, there was so much to, like, think about. But then it all comes down to the fact that, like, this rat walks over a keyboard. I know, in the storage
1: and brings Ant-Man back. brings Ant-Man back,
0: So, like, the rat is the hero of the entire movie. (gasps) Whoa. Like, that rat saved half the universe. But he didn't... So, my take on it is that, like, the time travel, if you kill your past self and don't die, that means that when you time travel, you split into, like, different realities. So it seems like the reality that they saved is not the reality that they went back in time from in the beginning. If that makes sense. Like Thanos snaps, wipes out half of existence. They go back in time and grab the stones and come back to the present. Yeah. Um, But that present that they came back to either has been wildly altered by what they did in the past, or it's like going to the past split realities into different realities. Yeah, it seems like it seems like their is, actions in the past split realities. don't change the present they came back to. No. So it seems like they left one present and came back to the same present, even though they'd fucked up the past. Um, but which it was means a different that, reality. Yeah.
1: The past was.
0: It must be right. Yeah.
1: No, it, but that's what she was saying.
0: It feels like it has to be. But
1: that's what.
0: But then he says, if we bring the stones back then it fixes that but that doesn't in make those sense those realities but that doesn't make sense because they change so much else about all the realities just by being there for a couple of minutes
1: in those rea yes but yeah but i do think it operates on the f- idea that those realities are all separate
0: right but then it seems like those realities won't have the opportunity to save themselves from thanos
1: I don't
0: know, man. I, I I left feeling like there's realities out there that got fucked over by our characters stealing yes. these stones. Yes. Where, like, when you're dealing with something of cosmic scale like that... Right. Um, there's, no, there's no way to know what your actions are going to do. And, you know... Yeah. So when they save the day, for me, it's like, should we have saved the day? Like, yes, I understand that half of all life was wiped out of existence, but, like... But if we go back and... And change other realities. Like, you know, Tilda Swinton's character was like, if I let you take this stone, my reality is not protected. Right. So, I don't know. I just, for me, it it just, that opened up so many questions of morality. Totally. That I I couldn't get my brain to shut up about it. No, I get it. And that, and that's my, I mean, that's why I didn't enjoy the movie as much as I wanted to. Because my brain was yelling at me that things were wrong, (laughs) you know. And that's just me. And I'm sure that not everyone's like that and, and was able to. To feel better about it,
2: yeah, but yeah.
0: Well, okay. Let's let's rate these movies. Okay, one to ten. Captain Marvel. What do you give it?
1: Eight.
0: Eight. Uh, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah, seven and a half. Yeah. Why seven and a
1: half? <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I liked, uh, I thought the humor in it was kind of great. I thought um, visually it was really interesting. I liked the elements that involved uh, species from other planets. But I just, I didn't feel totally connected to it in a way I would have liked to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it an eight.
1: Okay.
0: Like, I felt connected to it. I felt like my connection could have been deeper. Yeah. With a couple of easy tweaks. Yeah. But I also felt like I there was nothing I didn't enjoy about it. Yeah. Like, it was a really fun movie that I really liked. Yeah. And all of the things that I want from that Captain Marvel character can totally happen in the sequels. Because they're making more. And, like, she was in Endgame. Yeah. Um, and they're saying that she's going to be, like, the central focus of the series moving forward. Huh. Like, Iron Man was kind of the central focus for the first
2: oh, cool. 20 movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And that they're, they're wanting to shift the focus to her. That's cool. Um, but, yeah. I mean, there was nothing I didn't like. This I... I Felt like the story was really provocative, and I thought it had a great message to it, which yeah. was, like, if you get beat down, you get back up. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I did and, like that. And, and I think I like even more flashbacks. powerful
0: to show it through the point of view of a of this, like, young girl yeah. who, like, getting knocked over and yeah. getting back up and then becoming the most powerful, like, human ever. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Like, I, you know... Yeah. That's an empowering story, and sure. it's like a very sp- specific story made universal yeah. in a way that I think anyone can relate to, yeah. and I really dug it.
1: Cool. Okay,
0: Endgame, one to ten.
1: Seven and a half. I, I actually, really? I, the
0: same rating for Endgame? I did
1: feel like, I think I said this earlier, but I kind of felt like they were, they were similar for me in terms of how much I enjoyed them.
0: Interesting. I thought you were talking about the Avengers Infinity War versus Endgame.
1: Oh, well, maybe I was, but, I, uh, <laughs> but all three of them. All I three think, of them is just yeah. a mush. A yeah. Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. For, yeah. For me, Endgame is like a six. Okay. Where, and I guess a six is is my bar for like worth watching. Really liked it.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, but I had, you know, but I felt like it asked a lot of the audience that it didn't necessarily deliver mm. on, mm. especially when you consider those two parts of that movie as a whole yeah, where it like kills half of your heroes and tells you that they're dead right. and tries to pretend they're dead forever right? when it's obvious that they aren't right. and even like the behind the scenes stuff there's like those characters are gone right. you know right? Um, when they're obviously not and then they put out like a trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home and he's yeah, in that so yeah. it's like well maybe this takes place before you don't know, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. I just felt like a little jerked around in a way that I didn't appreciate that's fair and and I this the general premise of like something that is so powerful that it can snap half of the sentient life out of existence. Um, it, it felt like it feels more like a like a myth, mm. like a creation story, yeah, from you know an ancient civilization than an actual plot of a movie that makes sense. Sure. Uh, and I feel like they did a really good job developing it in Endgame, and I definitely liked Endgame more than Infinity War. huh. Um, six and a half. I'll give it a six and a half. I've yeah. talked myself up a little bit. Yeah. There were so many character moments that I really liked.
1: I, yeah, I mean, I think the, the the bright spots brought brought it up for me. Yeah.
0: And I do think it's a really good movie. If I was rating it on quality, I would be like an eight. Yeah. But if I'm rating it on how much I like it, it's like yeah. a six and a half. I that's feel fair. like I like it less than most people will. Yeah. And I think that that's because I'm in the minority with being a little more bothered by some of the, the plot choices than most people would be, I think.
1: Sure. I mean, I will say this. I think I would wa- I would want to see Captain Marvel again. Uh-huh. Cause I think there are things I just would want to rewatch about it. Yeah. But I don't necessarily feel that I would want to see
0: Yeah.
1: Um and game again. Yeah, and I, I feel
0: like I'd watch them both again. But I'd be I'd much rather see Captain Marvel. Yeah. And I'll probably watch that more than one more time. Yeah. There was like some humorous moments in that movie. I don't remember specifically, but I remember laughing so hard.
1: Yeah, I just need to see it again. It yeah. kind of washed over me a little bit, I, yeah. In a way that I don't know.
0: You were I in just, a weird headspace that yeah, day. Yeah. And still, your favorite Marvel movie is Doctor Strange.
1: Well, I would Black Panther.
0: Oh, okay, Black Panther.
1: I would say, but Doctor Strange is. Yeah. Yeah, I love it, but and I do have now some conflicts in my mind about it, knowing yeah. what I know, but, but yeah, I would say. Up there, just just from the point of view of storytelling and character building. If I'm mm-hmm. just looking at that, yeah, it would be it would be um Black Panther, Doctor Strange, and Ant Man.
0: Yeah. Those are th- I mean three of my favorites as well. Yeah, how about you? Definitely those three. Yeah. Uh Black Panther might be at the top of my list.
1: Yeah. It's so good.
0: Black Panther has this quality to it that is yeah. just so unique.
1: I know, I totally agree.
0: It reminds me of movies like, um, what's it called, Yellow Book Road,
1: Wizard of Oz. Wizard of
0: Oz, <laughs> like it's nothing like Wizard of Oz. But like the first time I saw Wizard of Oz, I was like, I've never seen something with this quality. Yeah,
2: yeah. like yeah.
0: this this world is so different. Sure, and it feels so fleshed out and so real. Mm. And it's like I'm just so transported. The by The world it. building, yeah, yeah. For sure, Black for Panther sure. has that. Like Wakanda is is yeah. the most Enticing environment, like, mm. you just want to be there mm. so bad. Mm. And every time I watch that movie, I feel so like, I don't know, I just love it. Yeah, it's, it's just so good. such a good movie. It's, it's so enjoyable,
1: fantastic.
0: Yeah, um, Ant Man is really high up there for me. I just, it's an easy, fun movie. Yeah, totally. That's like I really appreciate. Um, the first Avengers movie is definitely in my favorites. It is remarkably good.
2: I
1: should see that.
0: That I liked all of phase one of Marvel, but I wasn't like super into it. But, and I watched it all like years after it all came out. And I think I watched it all so that I could get caught up to watch guardians of the galaxy. Mm. Cause that really appealed to me. Yeah. Um, and I love that movie and, but that's, I went back and watched everything in order. And then when I got to, um, the first Avengers movie,
2: uh-huh.
0: I was just like slack jawed. I love it. <laughs> I really want you to see that one. Yeah, I should. Um, and guardians of the galaxy is high up there for me, but it it doesn't bear repeat viewings as well as some of the other movies. Okay. I think um it's a lot of fun and I really really like it, but it's not quite as high on the list as these other ones we're talking about. Yeah. But and Doctor Strange is is really high up there for me too. Yeah. Something about it is so cool. Totally. I just I love Marvel movies. I mean, I in general, I really really like them. The only one I've disliked has been Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um and maybe the Incredible Hulk movie. It wasn't great. Iron Man Three is fantastic. I loved Iron Man Three. Are you interested in like watching all of them? Yeah. Maybe we maybe we should go back and watch all of phase one and then do a podcast about
1: yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it.
0: That'd be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah. Well, we did it. We did it. We talked about two movies.
1: We sure did.
0: Yeah, and it was super fun. It well, thank fun. you guys for listening to this. <laughs> thank
1: you. If you if
0: you have questions for either Andy or myself Heck yeah. about how we felt about these movies or moments that we didn't mention that you want to hear our take on. Yeah. Andy lives with me, so you can ask her too. You can email me at <laughs> sci-fi at jessimercury.com. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, uh, you can find my you, podcast Jesse. library, jessimercury.com. All sorts of stuff there. Woo! And thank you, Andy, uh, for being awesome.
1: You're pretty awesome too.
0: What are we going to go do now? Are we going to bed?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh my God, it's almost one in the it's morning.
1: time. I'm so tired. Yeah, let's do it. But invigorated as well.
0: Nice. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Until next time, stay nerdy out there.